<laughs> Garrett, she just, she just calls you a squealing pig. <laughs> she said, what the fuck was that, a squealing pig? <laughs> We said that, Trisha. Yeah, she heard Garrett through my headphones. It was like a squealing pig. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Hidden Doors and High Scores, a podcast where four dudes talk about games i'm austin i'm garrett i'm john and i'm chris and today we're talking about unexplored 2 the wayfarer's legacy which is a uh roguelite action rpg um which has an interesting twist on sort of the permadeath roguelite mechanic in my opinion that um you your character dies when you die uh through the combat system and then the world just lives on um, and it changes without you and your character is like reborn, you know, in a couple years or something like that. And so like, it's not the same, you know, sort of roguelike thing where you're just like running through the exact same thing every time or just like, I don't know. It just seemed like a really interesting way to weave that into the story. But so it does like close off some avenues for you in certain things and like it you know when you when you reborn you get to make a new character but then it tells you like oh you can't do this thing now and oh this thing moved or oh like you know the world changed in this way um which was pretty interesting there's like a ticking clock element too because every time you die the evil starts spreading so if you keep dying eventually the game's just going to be impossible for you and you'll have to completely restart but it's a really cool omen. Every time you die, it shows like these clans fought. Then this guy went over there in that time. It's it's pretty neat. Yeah, and so like there's there's a story going on uh, in this game, which is that uh, you know you're sort of the 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 prophesized hero. You've discovered this magical artifact called the Staff of Yendor, uh, which is some powerful magical doodad uh, that apparently has the power to destroy the world. And so you have to bring it to Mount Doom. I mean, um, the Valley of Pretty Much Destroy it. The plot is Lord of the Rings. You have the Ring of Power and you have to destroy it. One ring to rule them all. You are Frodo and his many, many... uh, His many lives. You die again and again and again. (laughs) That's the basic story. You don't... It's sort of told in bits and pieces through... Uh, talking to some people and then also there's bits of lore that you can find in books throughout the world where you'll read like you know a a paragraph here and there in a in a book about the ancient elementals or the ancient sky bridges or whatever and you sort of slowly piece together what's going on in the world yeah uh game is uh, developed by i'm gonna botch this mudu motion no clue how to pronounce it. Amsterdam, Amsterdam-based indie right. studio. Ludo motion. Yeah. Two employees. Ludo motion. Two, two employees. So very small. They've literally done nothing much except for this. And wait, it's two people made this game. Now I'm way more impressed. Two. It's an indie studio. Yeah, two employees. That's what, that's, I, uh, I that's what their LinkedIn page says. Their yeah, LinkedIn page says there's two employees at the company. <laughs> 
Uh, maybe that's after they finish this game. Maybe they downsize. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so it's obviously this game is a sequel to Unexplored 1. Has anyone played the first Unexplored? No. No, definitely not. No. Okay. No. Uh, I have not played it either. All I know is that it was also a procedurally generated RPG game. Um, I think it was a dungeon that you were exploring rather than sort of like a, a, a whole map world. and a world. Yeah. Um, but essentially it was just like computer generated, procedurally generated dungeon rooms that you were going through. I don't really know much else about it. I know that they, one of the things they wanted to do was make a more living, breathing world with this game. Uh, so it was a little, little bigger and a little more ambitious than the first one. But Which I think they did. I mean, the game, the game yeah. is living and breathing. Yeah, I mean the uh, the world on an iron lung. <laughs> sure, on an iron. Yeah, yeah, it keeps living after you die, and things it change. Does, it uh, does. Yes, that the was not a thing that was in the first one. The idea of the world living, um, the actual interaction with those living components, is uh, something different. I, I have lots to say about. That. Well, let's talk about that. Yeah. So the way the way you kind of talk to people, the encounters, you it's set up like a D and how would you explain it it's like dice rolls to get a success or failure or more successes yeah honestly what it's most like is i feel like it's like uh it's like the bingo machine uh the bingo ball uh spinner that like pops out a bingo ball and they're like b52 you know you yeah you've seen old people you <laughs> Yeah, it, it's basically like a big pool of outcomes kind of bouncing around and then like one of them randomly gets pulled and you either have to accept that or you have to use this like essentially like fate currency to like redraw a different outcome. Um, but a lot of the outcomes are like stall for time and what that does is just adds more um potential successes into the you know it throws three more good green balls into the into the bingo hopper and it generates some dialogue some lines of dialogue yeah yeah yeah. and it'll say like you tell a funny story to try and put them at ease or something like that yeah it'll it'll give you a little line of dialogue um yeah so all the encounters in this game yeah they're just sort of random but depending on the skills that you have, it may let you like redraw more times or it may like add extra successes to the pool at the beginning or things like that. I don't know. I don't know about you guys. After I died the first time and I realized what all those things were, like all I did when making characters was get just more of those. get more of those yeah. because it is yeah. the vast majority of the game and doing successes in those make everything so much easier. Yes. Yeah, they do. Um, although, it, it, you know, it's interesting and it was something that I kind of was disappointed with is like, I felt like a lot of the dialogue was the same, no matter whether the person I was talking to was like a rival faction leader or a bandit who was trying to rob me or like a wise old turtle man who I found on the road. Like they all, I, I had to use like the same, it was using the same sort of lines of dialogue. Like you tell a funny sure. story to try and put yeah. them at ease. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a lot of like dialogue differences. And then even when you were successful, usually the result of being successful was like, they leave you alone and don't try and murder you. Sure. 
And there was a big problem for me on that because if I ever talked to them again, they would immediately go hostile on me. I don't know if you guys ran into that. That happened oh. to me multiple times. I passed no. it and I went back to talk to them and then they started attacking me. And I'm like, well, great. <laughs> In hindsight, knowing that only apparently two people built this game, like, yeah, I guess I, I guess I understand it that like, there are a lot of characters and a lot of interactions in this game. And so, like, I guess I understand the the reuse or recycling of of those lines of dialogue. But yeah, it would have been um, it would have been more compelling, I think, had had there been, you know, some individualized interactions. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't. I didn't feel like the world was as. Um intricate and alive and interesting and full of unique characters uh as i was hoping there would be uh it, it felt a little one note a lot of times as far as you know, just interacting with people with that being said i did like the whole different clan idea where there's these different clans and if you get friendly enough towards them you can now in your next life be that clan you can come back as that clan and they have a whole different set of uh, abilities and things they can do, which I thought is a really neat way to do pro progression. Yeah, that is cool. Uh, what did you guys think about combat in the game? What kind of weapons did you use and, and how did you feel about it? I tried to, I tried to switch it around just to like try all of them. Cause this game is one thing I'll say is that this game gets really complicated really quickly. Like, there's a lot of things you can do with, like, crafting and, like, finding different, the like, magic stones or whatever they're called and doing crafting, stuff like that. So I tried to, like, spread it around. So I never, what I'll say is that none of the weapons, I didn't feel, ever feel like any of the weapons were easy to use and the controls weren't very intuitive for me. And so, like, using ranged weapons would seem to be like the easy mode way to play this game because yes. like the timing of the hits on melee weapons was not great for me but aiming was really difficult and the projectile speed of like ranged weapons seemed really slow so like i don't know i really struggled in combat and found myself just running past most enemies in the game after i got after I figured out that I just wasn't any good at it. Well, yeah. it's also something where this game, unlike every other RPG since the beginning of time, um, <laughs> it doesn't reward you for doing combat. The mm -hmm. enemies don't drop loot, and there's no experience yeah. system in the game. Right, and it, it, in fact, you are probably actually rewarded for avoiding combat. Yeah, yeah. Because 100%. you don't have to use your health potions, and you and don't have to, like, use your use time to rest and because losing there's a big time component and like the more time you take basically the worse your run is going to be yeah. right because um, the evil empire is slowly spreading out and, and so, so like if you don't have yeah. to like pause at a campfire to heal yourself or like cook food or whatever like you're just yeah that bad stuff doesn't happen you are just very much rewarded for not not doing combat right which is weird thing i mean i mean points for originality um but this is an action rpg so if i'm not <laughs> supposed to be doing combat what am what i supposed the fuck to do am i supposed to be doing 
It was particularly weird too because the tutorial is entirely about combat. Yep. Yeah. yeah that's they what don't the teach you. Does. They don't teach you literally well, they teach anything you how else. To sneak, and they suggest you sneak. Yeah. Right, but it's but like they don't. They don't even mention like the crafting system or like. Oh yeah. Just like resting or any of that, like none of that is present in the tutorial. It's entirely about combat, and then combat is the worst thing you can possibly do in this game. Yeah, yeah. Unless you have magic. Magic in this game is pretty OP. Magic kills guys real fast, but you have a limited amount of uses till you have to buy energy to be able to refill it. But you only have to actually be in combat when a guy is blocking you from an exit. That's the only time you really have to fight. So the whole game can be played stealth, essentially. And I mean, stealth really is as simple as, like, you press the stealth button and you stay near the walls away from the bad guys. Yeah. Which is not very fun gameplay, but... (laughs) Well, even then, like, you don't even... Like, because your character is just faster than most of the enemies, at least the ones in the early game that I encountered. Like, there was points where I just, like... I was like, yeah, this guy's gonna get one swing on me if I just run past him and did that plenty of times just to be able to yeah. get where I was going. Yep, and I yep. was like, yeah, I'll take those eight hit points of damage. I don't care. Right, yeah, yeah, for sure. Although, yeah, this game really wants to discourage you from taking damage in any way. Like, really, you're yeah. supposed to just avoid damage at all costs. Yeah, that is yeah. true. 100%. I will say one of the coolest things about this game that I think other games should try to adopt is their difficulty system. Yeah. So you can make the game as difficult as you want and pick and choose like I know one is combat is less frequent so you see less guys uh you can 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 only be killed by creatures not traps so you don't really have to worry about dying to traps because there are a lot of traps in this game. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's just a really interesting way to do difficulty, but you have to know the game first to be able to choose how to make it harder right it's not like when you play the game it's like easy normal hard super hard you just play the game and the next time you start a run there's just all these variables that you can pick where it's like these things are social encounters are easier combat is less frequent and you can just add or 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 you can make it combat is more frequent enemies have more health whatever there's all these just 20 different things that you can add or subtract to sort of just customize the difficulty to whatever you want. But yeah, again, you don't know what you... When it's like, fate costs less per use, <laughs> you're like, I don't I don't know what that means when you first yeah. start playing. Yeah, there's a huge learning curve in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, even the fact, like, combat happens l- less frequently. Like, if I'm going into this with my normal action RPG mentality, is like, well, combat's good that's how i get points that's how i get items that's how i get experience so it's like you would think that would actually be helpful but it's not you just have to play the game to understand what's going on um graphics it's an interesting art style for sure i I really dig the art style for this i thought this game looked fantastic i would agree with that it looks great i don't even know how to describe what it looks like i just it's it's very simple and but interesting at the same time, like the angle of the, you know, top downedness and how like light works from the time of day and the shadows. And um, I just thought all of it, I thought it looked incredible. Yeah. I think they did a really good job, like, like movements of like plants and stuff and the wind. Yeah. Like yeah. things just like move in a really cool way. It almost looks cell shaded. 
like kind of reminds me of like Wind Waker or something. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But like, but like fewer pixels than yeah, that. Way, oh, yeah, way, yeah, less way than that. fewer pixels. <laughs> but again, with two people, I'm pretty impressed that they were able to do this. I am super impressed with what they came out with with the the two person studio. Yeah, yeah. Makes you wonder uh, how good it could have been if they had. Like a real studio and had more than two people actually working on a game. Yeah, had money to throw at it. Yeah. Honestly, I'd like to see this game if it actually just changed the whole combat system. Like, I really like the trading in this game. There's no currency, so you have to trade items at value. Yeah, sometimes you, you do. Yeah, it's like a bartering system, and I think that's really cool. So, and again, with that, like, that, like, random pool dialogue thing you like sometimes you're really good at bartering and sometimes you really oh, suck yeah, exactly. at it like just well you literally get a skill called bartering that you unlock that you can use in later playthroughs once you get it you can start with that ability which makes you better at bartering which is yeah. great and yeah that, i mean i agree I, I really thought that was a, a unique system there's a lot of cool ideas in this game mm-hmm. uh did anyone finish the game did anyone get the staff no this game is thing. way this too game long is no. incredibly long i put in hours but you need to put in like a hundred maybe before you can get yeah, towards the end ain't nobody got and if you that. die in the final area you have you can't restart to another generation you have to restart the whole thing i so i i was just oh, reading God. i think they patched it so that that's not the case anymore oh, okay thank yeah. god okay <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> uh i didn't even come close i think i played 30 hours of this game and i didn't feel like i was anywhere near finishing it like beating it yeah uh and that was you know probably 20 20 deaths yeah or so and like yeah yeah, i don't know i i was like i was getting to the point where i was like understanding how crucial the crafting system was and like it was pretty much like building a like building making a build so that i was like getting through the parts that i was bad at kind of like specific like specifically tailoring a build to the things that i knew were going to be coming up i was like starting to recognize that in the game um but no i don't feel like i came anywhere near finishing it oh and we we never really mentioned on the roguelike you pretty much can keep every item that you had you just got to make sure you put it in your stash when you die. Or there's some items that just automatically go back to your stash when you die. So Yeah, you have like a legacy element. stash. Yeah. Which is yeah. cool. So you're not you're not completely going back to ground zero. Right. And like important plot items tend to get saved regardless yeah, they get of whether back. you got them back to your stash or not. That yeah. Good. That being said, you can travel 90% of the way to getting the plot item and then die in the dungeon right outside of where you get the plot item, and then you you got to do all that again. Yep. Yeah. And space is very limited. To pick up items, it, it's, it's rough. It's rough. You do not get that much. Yeah, you basically have room for, like, 10 items in your inventory, and, you know, your weapon might take up two or three of those spaces, and then, you know, food a cloak, boots, uh, a piece of chest armor, and uh, a rope, and you're basically, your inventory is full up. And you need those, you know, and the boots aren't, like, just plus one speed in combat or whatever. Like, what they do is when you're exploring in the map, 
you will have to go over terrain. And if it's like a difficult terrain or if it's cold outside or whatever, if you don't have the right gear, if you don't have a, a, a waterproof cloak and you go somewhere it's raining, then you'll start the next area wet and that makes you slower and it makes you take more damage and whatever. Um, makes it harder for you to, or you get less healing from your healing items or whatever. I don't know. They, yeah. There's lots of different status effects. Yeah. Cold and wet and fatigued and uh, I don't even know what else. Confused, lost, and I don't know. And if, yeah. if enough of these bad things happen to you, you lose all your will to do anything and you basically... <laughs> You can't do any abilities. You can't heal. You lose your hope points. Yeah, yeah all your hope. Right. You lost all hope. <laughs> you have lost all. And if you lose all your hope, you die. Like, and you just yeah. have to start from the beginning. Like, the mm -hmm. bad guys win, and you have to start from the beginning. Yeah. So yep. this isn't something where you can just be like, "Oh, I just, I just won't wear boots. I don't need the extra defense. I'll just save that room for like loot." Like, no, you'll just die. If you'll you just don't die. Do that. Yeah. So. And it's really hard to gain hope back there's like mm -hmm. only a few things in the entire game that let you do that and so like you just have to you just constantly have to be guarding that chris tell us about the music so music in unexplored 2 was composed by one of the two employees of this <laughs> studio um, he has a Dutch name, which I'm absolutely going to butcher. It's Matthias. I honestly don't even want to try the last name. It's D-I-E-R-C-K-X. No idea how you pronounce that. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. He's been around in the gaming industry for a really long time. His website says he's been in the gaming industry for like 20 plus years, but he never really composed anything before um, the first unexplored game, which I thought was interesting um so he's you know he's done like art design and and you know story stuff and all that but he's never really done compositions and that like really impressed me when i found that out because i didn't love the soundtrack in this but for someone who's like really never had experience doing it before i thought it was pretty great i read an interview with him that he said he was going for like a like a studio ghibli sort of feel like movie like that kind of thing um which tends to be like orchestral melodic and then kind of atmospheric type of things i don't know if he nailed that in my opinion comparing to you know actual like movie soundtracks but i thought it was pretty good um it did a really good job of evoking because you spend all of your time for the most part in this game outside um there's a couple like inside you know caves and stuff that you go into and some you know some ruins or castles or whatever but for the most part like there's a lot of the game where you're like walking through a forest and the soundtrack was very foresty and you know just like kind of quiet but they're like constantly there in the background with the you know some bird sounds and just good like a lot of good crunchy sounds in this game like footstep sounds that i really that i really thought were good the thing i was let down by was the like the character interactions and the combat sounds. They reminded me of the Age of Empires soundtrack or like the sounds. Uh, they like just where these people just say like a nonsense syllable when you're talking yeah. as, in place know. of like, a, like, yeah, they're just oh, like that, you know, like um, and it, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just kind of disappointing to me that like that that was just 
sort of boring. And this, the sword makes this very, like, I don't know, a very unrealistic, like, whoosh sound. Like, legitimately, like, somebody made it with their mouth. And <laughs> hey, coming from the studio, it could have been. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. It was, it was just, like, this weird dichotomy to me of, like, I genuinely enjoyed the music and, like, the atmosphere that the game did. And then the actual sound effects of the game some of them were great and some of them were just god awful. Yeah. Um the game does do us a thing that was interesting with like the how it layers tracks in. So like cuz there's like a bunch of different biomes in this game and since they're procedurally generated the game has to pick which tracks to play, but the tracks are like mo- mostly compo- composed of like a bunch of different layers. And so it just combines the layers in a different way. So you're not listening to like the same two desert themes over and over. You'll be listening to like half of one desert theme and half of the other desert theme layered together. Cool. Or sometimes huh. it'd be like three quarters in one or all of one and none of the other one. That's pretty cool. That is a cool thing. Um, it's sort of the same way that um, like we talked about this with GTFO, but GTFO like takes like moment to moment calculations of what layers to put in and this game does that but like in a less complex way um it doesn't do it moment to moment it does it per like region that you're in and per encounter which i thought was interesting and like that's a really complex way to write a soundtrack because you end up having to write like you know if your track loops every like four minutes or whatever you end up having to write like 20 minutes of soundtrack for a four minute track um just to give it variation which is a lot of work and again with a two-person studio like seems to me like they spent a lot of time on some things and not so much time on some other things yeah I mean, look it, it seems like they that was it's very in line with their general principle of like we want to make a game that procedurally generates in a in a cool way that no one's ever done before right um, and i think it does that okay uh i hate this game <laughs> with all that being said <laughs> most of the time everything you do in this game doesn't matter at all it's an encounter there's some wolves you can sneak past them which if you do that nothing happens and you sit through three loading screens to accomplish really nothing you get one more step on your path on the map or you can attack them in which case uh, you also get nothing and you might take some damage, but you still sit through three loading screens and you get nothing for your trouble. Um, so it's just like, cool. Thank you for giving me the choice of nothing or nothing game. There's no XP, there's no sense of progression, and you can't, you know, grab a bunch of cool items and bring them back to your base. You don't have any space. If you take the cool battle axe that you find, you're going to die of hypothermia in two turns because you have to leave your cloak behind. Uh, everything in this game takes so long to accomplish so little i played this game for like eight hours and i essentially made no progress whatsoever or at least yeah, you feel like you got nothing done I, fe- I felt like i did not make any progression in the story or anything else um it, to me this game felt extremely tedious it felt uh, very random a lot of the times there's not a lot of skill to the combat or to the, the like lore encounters or the character encounters um and again like i said just 99 percent of the time the reward for doing things correctly is nothing happens 
Well, thank you very much, Unexplored 2. But guess what? I can get that same experience from not playing your game. <laughs> nothing still, <laughs> nothing happens either way. Uh, uh, yeah. So at, I, at $24.99, you're saying yes? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I cannot recommend this game at any price. I, I literally, if it was free, I wouldn't recommend trying it. That's how I feel about this game. Uh, I mean, I totally see what you're saying about the slow pace of this game and the loading screen hell whenever you're traveling. Yeah. Um, but I think the score is very relaxing, and it needs to be because you're frustrated a lot of the time. But I love some of the ideas that they put into this game. And that kind of is what kept me invested. I, I, it's hard to recommend this specific game, but if someone made a better version of it, I would say 100%. I love. Yeah, unfortunately, I, we're I not a lot of the better ideas. version of this game. <laughs> <laughs> we're reviewing this game. Yeah, that, yeah that's, so uh, yeah. If the studio hired like 10 more people, I think uh, they could do a better job on Unexplored 3. Um, I would give it a try if this game was free. If this game was $5.99, I'd still probably give it a try. But anything more than that, probably not. Uh, I can't recommend this game at all. And I only played the demo, and it was terrible. Uh, and it, there is a free demo. So for everyone out there that would like to give it a try and see what, we talk, what we've talked about and everything, obviously the demo isn't going to give you the full, the full like, uh, in-depth about the game. Uh, you'll know what we're talking about just going through the demo uh i can't recommend it for 24.99 if it was 5.99 sure it's five it's five bucks i I can find five dollars to see how bad this game was in in my opinion so i was really hyped to play this game i saw the trailer a long time ago uh read some articles about people loving it knew that it was going to be complicated going into it because that's what the article said, like, you know, it's it's going to be hard and you're going to have to put in some hours. I, I, I don't hate it. I, I liked it, but I can't, like, when I think about, like, what the roguelike experience is supposed to be, this game just doesn't do it for me. It's too slow-paced. I think we've mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Like, when you, when you die, you have to and go through an entire character creation screen again and like when i compare that to something like hades where when you die you just instantly got dropped right back in the game and you just went right back to running the dungeon again they just needed it it seems like there were so many good ideas in this game and just every one one of them needed to be executed not a little bit better like a lot better so yeah for full price i don't think i can recommend it I think I'm interested enough. I think I got far enough and and got comfortable enough with it that I will probably keep playing it every once in a while. But this is going to be like, make a new character, do part of a run until I die, and then put the game away. Like, I'm never going to be doing two runs in one sitting. um, Because this game is just too slow for that. Um, It's just too slow paced. If it goes on sale, we'll see how we'll see how low I think that it is worth but definitely not for full price um which is disappointing because i really liked it i was really excited about it i really liked the first couple hours i played and then kept going and realized how much of a slog it was game is too goddamn long it's way too long that's probably the biggest gripe i have with it but 
Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think I can recommend it. Uh, okay, well, I think that's going to do it for us here at Hidden Doors and High Scores. Next time, we are going to be talking about Cuphead, the Delicious Last Course DLC. Oh, yeah. Until next time, I'm Austin. I'm Garrett. I'm John. And I'm Chris. You can find us at HDHS Gaming on all the social media platforms. Make sure to follow us on Twitter for notifications about our episode releases and check us out on Twitch to see what we're playing and talking about. All those links and a link to our Discord will be in the show notes for this episode. Come and join us on Discord. Send us questions, comments, um, play games with us. We hang out there every night and play games and we like it when people join in. Should we remind people to keep dibbling those babs? Keep dibbling those babs. Oh, Oh, yeah, we should do that.